you know, I don't know if you want to talk about that Paul Drew incident because that's that's pretty funny. And you know the inside story. You may not want to talk about it, but um, I no, sure, let's talk about it. I don't. I, okay. I, I, I'm not even sure. Well, you know, you say the Paul Drew story. I've got about a dozen of them, and I, you know, so uh, what are we what are we talking about here? So 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 uh, you know, as I'm putting the list together, um, and I'm about three months in, two months in before Paul becomes you know, whatever it is, VP, president, radio, you know, radio, and he's over all of us. And, you know, he's, he's going to put his thumb down on the process. Right. So, so I put, as you, as we know, Paul can do, could do. And, um, and I had put Jackie Wilson's higher and higher on the list. And I, and I don't know why I did that because, you know, I knew darn well that, you know, we covered like 50, 54, 55 to 1963. That's the era that, that, uh, that KR specialized in. That was that, you know, nostalgic rock and roll era. But I put in higher and higher, which 1967, you know, I said, well, it fits, you know, and I put it on because we needed songs. We needed something more R&B. And, um, and I get this call and Paul's going, what the fuck? You know, he's literally using every word at me and I'm going like, you know, just in shock. And he's, what are you doing to this radio station? And I go, Paul. And, and he by goes, the way, that, yeah, that conversation did not start with, hi guy, this is Paul Drew. <laughs> He just starts screaming the minute you yeah. pick up the phone and it takes you a minute <laughs> yeah. to figure out who it is. Go ahead. Please. Yeah. So, so he's, he's absolutely unleashing the, 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 uh, the torrent of, of abuse on me. And I'm going and I, 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 I listened to him and I got pissed and I said, Paul, if you don't like it, you can fire me. And he didn't know what to say. He sat there for 30 seconds. And he, it's like he was going, no, no, who the hell had the balls to tell me that, especially this 21 year old kid for God's sake, you know, and he just said, pause, pause, pause. And he goes, let me talk to Dave Williams. And I went, okay. Hey, hey, Dave, Paul wants to talk to you. And that was it. And I go, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm, I'm pr- probably my, my radio career's over. You know, and I, and I had, I had, Dave, I had no idea how important Paul was. I knew he was important, but I didn't know that he was probably the most powerful guy in radio at that time. Yeah, he probably <laughs> was. Yeah. I, you know, what you discovered there was, uh, I, I don't, I, Paul had two sides to him. I rarely saw the nice side, rarely, but I know that it existed in one way. I know that. And it actually really pissed me off when he did this. This is about the same time. It may have been that same day. It may have been when you transferred the call to me at the time. I don't know, but uh, he wanted to know, you know, how many uh, how many reels have we cranked out in Boston? How many how many are, do we have in the can ready to go, or something like that? Or what you know, what's the schedule? How are we on the schedule? I says we're a little bit behind. You know, we've got you know twelve reels or something like that. Well, when are you going to get it done? I said, I, I, I don't know. I hopefully by, you know, whatever I said, I said, and then he growled, growled at me some more. I said, Paul, when do you want it done? And he said, yesterday. Of course. <laughs> I paused for a second. I said, I can't handle that. If you want to talk like a rational human being, fine. Otherwise, I'll see. <laughs> and he did the same thing that he did with you. He said to me, well, how about this time next month? Oh, I said, okay, I think we can probably do that. 
Next day, I walked into the office, and my my secretary, we call him at the time and now the administrative assistant, so she said, uh, Paul's on the line for you. I thought, uh-oh, here we go. I picked up the phone, <laughs> and he said to me, he said, how's the number one FM program director in Los Angeles this morning? <laughs> sincere as you could be and that just fried my butt man <laughs> you mind game playing sos you know my point and i do know people i know uh i know people who uh really really thought highly of paul and being that he's uh he's gone and uh, i don't like to speak ill of the dead like i say he had another side to him but boy it could be tough trying to find <laughs> he uh you know so uh, you know, and, and before I move on about my good Paul stories, um, uh, did he, so he didn't say, so when he, when I transferred the call to you, he, you don't remember him saying anything about me or anything else. No, I don't think so. Oh my God. I don't, so I don't, he just, he, I just, I just put a big hand up and said, hang on basically. And he just, <laughs> he just moved on. Yeah. He well, you know, he, I, I, I said, here we go again. I was in his office one time at KHJ when he was program director there. It was before he became vice president in charge of programming. I don't know. I was just visiting or something. Anyway, he got a phone call. As he picked up the phone, he had a one of those little timer, one of those little sand timers, little egg timer kind of thing. He turned it over, and then he could talk to who he was talking to. And before the sand ran out, he goes, all right, got to go. Bye. And then he'd hang up. And he saw the look on my face, and he said, "If a person can't can't call me and and say what they need to say within three minutes, I'm not going to talk to him anymore." And and that was kind of his approach to life. I remember walking down the sidewalk at uh, Los Angeles Airport one time after picking him up, and he and there was a crowd on the sidewalk, and uh, he saw me step aside for somebody who was coming at us. He says, "Do this." He said, "Watch me do this." Don't move at all. They'll all go around. You don't have to move. They will. And that was his <laughs> attitude about life. You know? Wow. Unbelievable. You, you, you know, it's funny because you were the, the, one of the stories I was going to tell you was about the, the egg timer. And he yeah. gave me one. Um, and, I, and I can't think of her name, who was, who was his assistant at RKL um, later, um, Gail Mitchell. Um, she's got one of them too. And he gave me one of them and I, you know, I've got it somewhere, you know, today <laughs> I would treasure it because yeah. I know what it meant to him. I mean, you're telling me more than I knew. Um, he, um, a famous story about his record meetings, cause he had that meeting on Tuesday. This, you know, that traditional, you know, meet all the record reps on Tuesday meeting. And, um, you know, and he always did that. He always had the little egg timer out and people knew they had the, whatever it was, the three minutes. Mm-hmm. So the three minutes that they had to talk to him. And one of the guys was a new young kid from, uh, from, and I can't think of his name from Epic. And his guy was put full of piss and vinegar. He was a partier. He was a, you know, kind of a wild child and he wasn't going to put up with Paul shit. So Paul, you know, Paul does that he, and he, he'd been prepared. He, he, you know, was brand new and he saw Paul do that, you know, with the, the egg timer. And he goes, you got three minutes. And he started talking 
and he's going through his spiel and it's, you know, and he's running out of time. And Paul, Paul's looking at the, looking at the egg timer and he goes, well, you better hurry up. And the guy got pissed off and the guy picked it up and he threw it against the wall. Oh my. And it broke into a thousand pieces. And Paul had a big grin on his place face and he goes, you know, I've been waiting for somebody to do that forever. And he said, and he goes, and he reached into his drawer. There was a hundred more. And he goes, okay, you still got three minutes. I'll give you three (laughs) more minutes, but you better hurry up. That's, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. And that, that explains him perfectly. Uh, You know, I can see the irony and the humor and all of that. I can see what he was getting at when he would challenge people that way, but I didn't like it. And I was very young and uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. 